You are listening to the Calm Down Podcast, the podcast where candid, thought-provoking, and rare conversations happen while amplifying people's stories around the world. Here, we take it one day at a time and also rant on simple cuts people don't observe or are just oblivious to. I am your host, Viola Ekene. I am an on-air personality, podcaster, YouTuber, and content creator. Hey Kauma, welcome to episode 46 of the Calm Down Podcast. It's so good of you to click the play button once again to listen to another story here on this podcast. So in case it's your first time listening, we're still on a series called Stories Around the World, where we feature stories of people from any part of the world to inspire and also to help you see the realities of other people. So if you want to share your story on this podcast, there's always a link to a form in every episode of this podcast in the description for you to fill. Filling this form will enable my team and me plan a very good date and time for us to help you record your story and guide you through. So please, if you're interested in sharing your story on this podcast, the link to that form will be in the description of this episode. So the story for this episode is one that shattered my heart into pieces when I listened to it and when I also read some things on it because sometimes we can be so absorbed in our own reality, in our own world, with our own problems problems that we forget to sometimes pause and think, wait, this thing that just happened right now, it happened to somebody, right? So what I love about these stories are it just helps you, it gives you like a glimpse of what other people's reality are. And I'm so happy on how Kala, who shared her story on this episode, has how far she has come. And she's such an inspiration to me. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I don't even know how I would have been if I am the person that went through all of that. So the person that is sharing her story on this episode is Kala just Sinto, right? So Kala is a sex trafficking survivor and activist who was sexually exploited from the age of five and prostituted from ages 12 to 16. Forced to service 30 to 40 men each day, she estimates that she has been raped 43,200 times. Did you just hear that? Like, it's it's crazy. Like, it's to me, it's unimaginable. But this has been someone's reality, you know? So, um, just a little bit of heads up. So, Carla speaks Spanish, but she has this amazing friend that helped her to translate her story to English. So, there is a video version of this story on YouTube with Carla um, telling her story in Spanish and the amazing Rachel Raquel um, translating what Carla was saying to English. Thank you so much, Rachel. I, I don't even know how to say thank you but thank you for helping Kala get her story to out there in the world and translating it to English. I really do appreciate all your efforts. So the voice that you'll be hearing is that of Rachel Raquel translating Kala's story you know from Spanish to English. So I hope you do listen to the end of the story then I'm going to chit chat a little bit more with you and then we call it a wrap for this episode. Stick around. Hello my name is Carla. I am from Mexico City and I am 28 years old. So I was a victim of human trafficking or started when I was 12 years old, but really I was a victim of sexual abuse starting at five years old. So it started when I um, first was a part of my family was very, very poor. Um, And the sexual abuse happened when I was young. And I also received several beatings within my family. And so when I was 12 years old and I was in middle school, I met someone that gave me the love and attention that I so desperately desired and that I never got. 
And so in middle school, I also um, formed a group with friends. Um, and this group of friends was predominantly young men um, where we would go hang out and we would do different things at a recreational center. And so um, one day I was going to reunite with my friends um, at that location, but none of them showed up. Uh, however, there was this young boy that offered to give me a piece of candy. So when I um, went to that place with my friends that I usually go, my friends didn't show up and I was standing by the Metro and there was someone that was selling lollipops or, or candies. And they said, Hey, this other young man nearby, he wanted to purchase this candy for you and give it to you as a gift and maybe get to know your name a little bit. So as the young man approached me, he, um, then invited me to go get some ice cream together. And so um, through our conversations, he was asking me a lot about where I was from and what my family was like. And he also told me about what he did for work and that he would take um, old cars and fix them up and sell them for new. And in addition, that he was from the, the the city of Puebla, and he would talk about how wonderful and beautiful it was. He also described how much he cared for his family, and I felt, you know, very included and very comfortable with him. And so, you know, we exchanged these numbers and we got to talking, and he invited me to see me again. And uh, of course, you know, I was a little bit nervous about this, but it was so exciting because this was someone that was very special to me and gave me this special attention. And so when we finally decided to meet up again, you know, he really did ask me and want me to come back with him to the city of Puebla. You know, he was really trying hard to convince me. So eventually he did convince me to come with him to Puebla. And of course I was a little nervous, um, but you know, I went with him and to be honest, well, he didn't quite take me to Puebla. He took me to a different town nearby called Tezcala. Later known, did I know that this would be um, one of the hubs for human trafficking, but I got there and it was like a fairy tale. I mean, the houses were extravagant and, you know, I was living this dream where I could get anything that I wanted and it was just wonderful. And so when I got there, it was just like a movie scene. You know, he would show me what house we were going to get. He would show me what car we were going to get. I got to meet his family and I got to meet his cousins. And, you know, it wasn't this um, initial thing of terror of being trafficked at 12 years old. It was deeper than that. You know, I got to see his family and his family even was a part of this and convinced me that we were going to get married and, it was just this wonderful experience, well, for a while. And so this was uh, exciting for me because when I was growing up, you know, there were times where I slept on the street and, you know, I would be abused by uh, my own mother. And so I was living now in this dream world where I very felt, felt very much a part of um, a family. And so I lived in this kind of um, dream world uh, with him for about three months. Um, he told me, you know, he gave me love and attention. 
And he told me that, you know, I would eventually have to work, but I never imagined what exactly that would look like. And so, you know, as I was staying there over these three months periods, his cousins would bring in all these different women from different parts of Mexico. And it was strange to me. So I asked him about this and I said, um, so what's the deal with all these women that are being brought in? And he explained to me, well, my cousins are pimps. And that these women are business women and that the role of the pimp is really to protect these women that are, you know, working girls in prostitution. And so as a 12 year old, I just didn't quite understand what that meant. And so, um, you know, this all changed after three months. I was his princess and I was his love and the tone changed. I remember very clearly the first day I was uh, working where I had to go to Puebla and he said, you're going to go work with this other woman. And, you know, the clothing that we had to wear was these short skirts and really high heels. And, um, you know, I was a little, I was uh, preoccupied or worried because, you know, I was worried what was going to happen. And they said that my working age needed to be 18 years old, but I was only 12. And so, you know, we had to return back to Descala because they told um, us that I was not able to work. Um, I had to be an older age of at least 18. So we returned back to Tascala and we changed my identification paperwork so that we um, changed my photo and we updated my age so that I was 18 years old on my identification paper. And so, you know, after they changed my age, I was very scared. Um, I knew something wasn't right. Then um, I met this other girl that was with us and she mentioned to me, don't you understand that this whole family is a part of this business? And I just didn't quite understand that. So then with my new paperwork, we went to Guadalajara and we were going to go to this market that happened in the evening in Mexico. It's like a farmer's market, but it's called a tianguis. And when there, I thought I was going to be selling different products, um, but then they changed my clothing. And this young lady took me to a room and she sat me on the bed and closed the door. She told me everything that I was going to have to do and sell. She told me how much time I was going to have to do things, how many clients. She told me how to laugh and relax with the clients. And I just remember um, that time very well uh, when that first happened. And so after this, you know, I, I was, um, there was a series of events that happened that were just really horrible. Um, I would eventually then at the age of 12 have to, um, sell myself and sell my body into prostitution. And the things that the clients did to me were horrendous. Um, they would laugh at me. They would spit on my face. They would abuse me. Um, and my body would be abused physically and sexually. And um, I just remember very clearly that um, that their smile or what their face looked like when I had to tell others that I was a prostitute. And so, you know, if you can imagine this happening day after day, customer after customer, time after time, again and again, and through these um, times with a client, I would get beaten. I would get psychologically humiliated. And just to think about, you know, you have to be like the toughest woman in the world to survive that. And, you know, I thankfully didn't die during this time. 
And so, I mean, the beatings were just horrendous. They were so horrible. I mean, anything that you can imagine, they didn't just hit me with their hands. They would hit me with cables. They would hit me with boots. They would use irons. They would burn me and mark me on my head, on my body, different parts of my body that you wouldn't even think that that was possible to have. Um, In addition, I was eight months pregnant with twins and they aborted my two babies. And even though I was pregnant, that I I still had to keep working. Um, In addition to this, when I had my first daughter, they separated me and my daughter for a whole year as collateral. And so in these moments, I really wanted to just give up, um, but I wanted to express the horosities of this time. Also from the perspective, you know, this happened to me uh, for four years. And for four years, I was a victim of human trafficking from 12 to 16. But I also want to talk about the people that weren't clients, um, the people on the street. They would laugh at me. They would spit at me. They would um, stare at me and glare at me with their eyes. And even the women were upset because they thought that I might try to persuade their men. No one looked at me like I was a child. Everyone looked at me like I was just a prostitute. And I wanted to share this perspective. So there were a couple things, um, you know, so I had this journey for four years. I remember there was one... um, victim that was able to escape. And that kind of gave me some hope that maybe I, there was hope for me and my daughter. Um, but the, the, the true angel that helped me was this, he was a client of mine and he would just treat me so nice and so sweet and so fair. And he would bring me clothes and he would bring me gifts and he would bring me purses for me and my child. And so that was the start. And eventually he would give me these dreams of you know, what life could look like. And eventually through his support and his help, I was able to escape. And so through this man's support, Jose Victor, with his support, he was able to help me escape, give me the money that I needed to start my own life. Um, And thanks be to God, it's been 13 years since I've been rescued and I've been escaped. And I really enjoy giving my life back to help other women um, or victims of human trafficking and to put a smile on their face and to share my story and to spread awareness. So now I'm with a beautiful family um, that's a civil association or a nonprofit called Reintegra. And through they give support to me. They give me financial support. They give me psychological support. And really, they just focus on the survivor and pull out, like, what are our dreams? And through them, I've been able to meet so many wonderful people, other survivors that encourage me. And now I'm able to um, study and live out my dreams. And so, you know, I just want to also thank, you know, the staff of Reintegra, um, Andy, Rachel, uh, Lorena, Jessica, who's like a super psychologist. And, um, you know, I'm able to live out my dreams. I'm going to cosmetology school. I'm learning stylists and I have my um, certificate and, you know, I'm finishing high school. You know, age doesn't matter because I'm 28 and I can still do high school. And um, I'm also able to make, you know, such a wonderful um, cohort of friends. I have friends that are dear, that are also survivors, that are 
lawyers and nurses and, you know, they're passionate about law and I'm passionate about hair and beauty. And so it's just really wonderful that we have this friendship and this family dynamic and we can share with each other and learn from each other and really make a difference with our stories. Um, So it's just, it's just wonderful. Is there anything else you want to add, Carla, about anything So yes, there is something I want to add and share. I think it's really important that we listen to women, um, just in general, listen to what we're going through, listen to our problems, listen to not only the topic of human trafficking, but sexual abuse and violence that we are experiencing. Um, I also want to add, you know, it's important to understand what's happening with human trafficking in the news. And it really is very dangerous what's going on. Um, But it doesn't just happen to women. It does happen to boys and to men. And, you know, I know this. So please, you know, be more aware of what's going on. And, you know, it really doesn't matter what nationality you are. Um, It can happen. Human trafficking or abuse can happen um, in any country, anywhere. So really, I just want to invite you to come to our website. It's www.reintegra.org. And on this page, you can really, you know, hear about all of us, all of us survivors and what Reintegra is doing to support survivors. And you can give to support, you know, some of our dreams. So I would really encourage you to visit the website. Wow. I I don't even know what to say, to be honest. It's still crazy that these things are happening in this world. It's still crazy that as you're listening to me right now, someone somewhere is being human trafficked and these things continue to happen every single day. It's crazy, man. Like, I don't even know how to wrap my head around it. But one thing that I know is I am super grateful to Rachel and to Carla also for what they just did. It's so inspiring and to reintegra, right? I went to their website and I read a lot of stories of survivors, their dreams. Like it was so beautiful reading these articles of them sharing, oh, I have dreams to be this and that. And it was like a breath of fresh air to me knowing that these girls have chances. You know, I wouldn't even want to say they got lucky, but they now have chances to be anything that they want to become outside of being forced to work as sex workers. It's, It's so inspiring for me and it's really like a breath of fresh air because I could imagine what other girls in different parts of the world, what they are really going through with human trafficking. It blows my mind every single day. And this is why I'm a huge advocate for telling your stories. I believe every human being in this world has a story. And most times when we hold on to these stories, we take away the reality of what some other people are going through. Carla sharing this story also opened my eyes to the seriousness of human trafficking. I used to read about them in news, but I didn't know that it's this deep and it's this damaging you know you could imagine what other people are also going through so i'm so grateful that she came forward she shared her story she's like in high school you know i just love when she said that she's 28 and it doesn't stop her from being whoever that she wants to be and like i'd always say it's always your mindset right and i'm happy she has such beautiful support system around her it is so important your support system is everything like it's everything so guys just like she said while sharing her story please 
go ahead to visit www.reintegra.org to read other stories and also show your support if you want to donate or contribute to this amazing organization that is doing so well in helping these survivors get a new life. Please, your donations and your support are highly needed and they're, of course, so much welcome. And if you want to connect with Kala, which I suggest and I also advise that you do, you can follow Kala's journey on Instagram at kala.chasinto.reintegra and you can also follow Rachel at Rachel K. Garcia. I'm going to leave the links to their social media platforms in the description of this episode so you can further reach out, connect with them and also if you have any support, like I said earlier, you can do that as well. Okay, so if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please make sure to come forward and share your story, right? Um, I know that something clicked in you when you were listening to this story. It did for me and it's just so powerful how our stories are. So if you want to share your story, like, like I said earlier, there's a form for you to fill in the description of this episode. Fill it up and I would get back to you within 24 to 48 hours to plan recording your story, okay? And of course, like I'd always ask of you, if you enjoyed this episode, if you have thoughts, don't go away with those thoughts. It's like living with the comments you're supposed to make on a post on social media. So don't live with them. Drop me a voice message. I'd love to listen to your voice messages. What do you think? I'd love to listen to your feedback. Your voice messages will be featured in the next episode of this podcast. So please definitely do drop me a voice message. I'd love to hear your voice. I'd love to hear your thoughts and everything you have in mind to say. So and do not forget to rate this podcast on that podcast app you're using to listen right now. I always like to be direct. Give this podcast five star ratings because come on, we deserve this, right? I mean, we are amplifying people's stories around the world. So we definitely deserve that five star ratings and also subscribe. Doing this will also um, increase more of our discoverability and our visibility, be able to reach more countries around the world that will be highly appreciated. And you can follow on social media, um, on Instagram at the underscore calm, underscore down, underscore podcast, and on Twitter at podcast calm. All of these platforms will be linked in the description of this episode. So that's all for this episode. I want you to always remember to draw strength from Kala's story. Just when you think that, oh, my life is the worst. I've gone through so many things. Then you hear a story that like shatters your head into pieces. You're like, wait, someone actually went through this. Yes, yeah, she did go through that and she did come out and she's now helping to raise awareness on, you know, sex trafficking and human trafficking. If Kala can do all these things and still be so excited and expectant of her future to actually be who she wants to be, then I don't know why you want to give up, honestly. All right. So I need you to start taking good care of yourself, encourage yourself and just know that whatever that thing is, it also will pass. Okay. It will also, also pass. So I'm going to see you in episode 47 and I appreciate you listening. Do take care of yourself. And as usual, I love you.